0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought
2: to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're asking, are Irish fans top class or do we need to perhaps up our game? A rugby correspondent with the Irish Times, Jerry Thornley, is with me on the line. Jerry, are we good supporters?
3: <laughs> we definitely need to up our game. Yeah, we're do good we? supporters. Ah yeah, I think we need to up our game. Look... On one hand, we have, to be, we have to be fair about this. We're the first ones to celebrate when 15,000 or 20,000 Irish people descend on Twickenham and Paddy's weekend in 2018 to celebrate the Grand Slam win there. And whenever we go abroad, we always travel in great force and we always applaud that. And one of the great features of the Six Nations is unlike any other tournament in the world, apart from the World Cup, but unlike any other annual tournament in the world, including the Five Nations, of what is now the rugby championship in the Southern Hemisphere, great suede armies of away fans go to games, and they mix, and it's all very convivial, and you've got to say the French were fantastic um, at the Aviva Stadium last Saturday, but um, they they must have increased their official allotment of about 4,700 to somewhere around the nine or 10,000 mark, and they made them, the, as away fans often do, they wear the colours, they sing the songs, they make a weekend of it, they're more yeah. invested financially and everything else, so they out the Irish fans and for sections of that game considerably. The build-up was like an away match, it was like being in Stade de France. And there's no doubt about it. When I was in Stade de France last year, the fervour of the French fans for their home game made a significant difference in France winning that game. And I just would love to see Ireland up its game a little bit. Yeah.
2: So where are we falling down? Like, are we better when we're at um, when the Irish are the travelling fans when we are at the away matches than we are at home?
3: I think so sometimes for sure. I think last Saturday, I know what's happened with the Aviva, but maybe as well as clubs sell, some clubs selling up a small proportion of their tickets, that would explain where the extra, say, 4,000 or so French fans acquired their tickets. Um, there's 10,000 10-year 10, ten tickets. There's 2,500 commercial, I commercial program, another 850 for the corporate boxes, another 2,000 for the hospitality industry. But that should still leave circa 30-odd thousand going to the clubs. And you would have thought that, um, you know, with this team particularly, arguably Ireland's greatest ever team, that there would be a little bit more fervour. It seems to be quite a reserved crowd. Um, maybe part the, the, there was a couple of very good renditions of the Fields of Athenry. I, I don't think the pre-match deafening din of loud music countdown, like, and then they're expected to sing. And they don't have many songs. They really only have the Fields of Athenry, and I think it's time they developed a new one.
2: What's the likely reger- contender?
3: Well, I'd love to see. I don't. I don't know what was ever. I used to love Molly Malone, the old Lansdowne Road. I've been going there since I was a kid with my dad and mum, and I've okay. always associated Lansdowne Road with um, Molly Malone. It's a song about about Dublin, really, about everybody coming alive, alive oh. oh, in Dublin, the Captain city, for home matches. Yeah, it's not particularly a Leinster song. I would love to see that. I revived. can hear it.
2: Yeah. It's not offensive. It's not. No. It's not likely no. to cause, uh, you know, some political issue on the show on the mon- no, exactly. on the Monday after, like we and we've had with many others. But
3: yeah, exactly. Well, was and another one very politically correct would be Ireland's calls. You know, the four provinces of Ireland. I mean, it was quite striking to see Johnny Sexton in tears for the for the Ireland's call. He couldn't even sing the words before because he explained that Brian O'Driscoll and Craig Doyle and the former Irish team doctor from Ulster, Davy Irwin came into the squad last Monday night and explained the the, the, the making of the brilliant old disco documentary, um, No Frontiers, what's it called, both, both sides of the border. That documentary did about, it was a brilliant documentary, but Irish rugby's got a unique place in that it actually has somehow maintained an international team from both sides of the divide, politically mm. and religiously. Mm. And that song is a celebration of that. So maybe, you know, the words are, all, are put up on the screen. That could be a song that adopted. I think if that was suddenly... That was bellowed out at a key moment in a the game. There was a key moment last Saturday around the 65-minute mark when the French fans were dancing up and down and singing their, their chant, um, you know, stand up. If you're, if you're not standing up, you're not French. And um, it, it was felt for a moment again, not for the first time, as all the renditions of RCS, where they have an, an innate advantage over every other country in the world. And that's probably the best anthem in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it is.
3: <laughs> there is that. And don't forget, England are coming to town on Patrick's weekend. I don't know how, how many hotel rooms they'll be able to afford with the exorbitant prices
2: for Patrick's day. Mm, Patrick's that weekend, actually.
3: you know, cheapest. Um We can gouge, we can gouge with the best of them, can't we? Um, but, you know, we don't want to hear swing low, sweet chariot all afternoon long, do we? Yeah. 15,000 English fans there. So, yeah, Ireland need to up their game because it's conceivable that Ireland could be going for a Six Nations title in Dublin for the first time since 1982. Okay. Or better still, going for a Grand Slam for only the fourth time in history... And the first time ever in Dublin, and on Patrick's weekend against England, you'd like it to be a very fervent Irish atmosphere. Well,
2: we'll, we'll, we'll ask people um, on the show today how would they feel about Molly Malone being um, played out across the uh, the Aviva Stadium? Maybe next time round, five three one zero six is the number. Just to go back during to an earlier point you made around the distribution of the thirty thousand or so odd tickets when you when you take out the the corporate and and all all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it to do then with the ticketing system? Like, should you know, should the tickets go to? A if you want to call them the real fans in the first instance. There's well, a lot of lot. discussion around that.
3: Yeah, there is a lot of discussion around that and an awful lot of the real fans. So we're, like, we're talking like the people who are like club stalwarts who do it for nothing, mini rugby codes. You, you would like to think that the best Irish team potentially of all time is being supported by Irish people and club stalwarts. But the problem, of course, is they're being priced out of it. These tickets aren't cheap. Now, they're the going rate. And part of the problem is the Aviva is much smaller than all the other stadiums in the Six Nations, mm. fifty-two thousand capacity. But there still should be thirty odd thousand tickets going to club members. Selling on some international tickets uh, for a thousand to go as part of hospitality packages undoubtedly helps keep the wolves from the door. And you can, I feel, I have some sympathy for the club.
2: Yeah, 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 and absolutely. It's, it's and also,
3: it's the cost of coming up to Dublin.
2: Like they're coming
3: from West Cork or wherever, Galway, you know, Belfast, yeah. wherever. The cost of coming to Dublin, petrol, possibly staying overnight. like The club programme's um €7. Euros. The ref link is €10. Euros. Then you start getting food and drink. It's, it's an, an expensive, expensive day out. Outlet. It
2: is. It, it, it absolutely is. I wonder, yeah. though, um, I wonder are Irish fans being outsung, though, at, at soccer matches as well, Terry? I wonder, um, is that, that the feeling? I doubt
3: it. I doubt it. So I, it's I the rugby? <laughs> I don't know is the honest answer. I don't know. And it seems that for some people there, it's more important just to have a day out and have a few drinks and watch the game. And they're not really invested. Certainly not the way a lot, all the French fans were, nine or 10,000 of them last Saturday. So I think that that is part of the problem. But I would say last Saturday, they were very, very engaged. You know what I mean? The crowd were engaged from the off. There was very little of the traffic up and down the aisle. People were mm. watching the match, albeit there was a mass exit and the full-time whistle. Now, heaven's... heavens Uh, Dear Lord, if if there is a trophy presentation, touch wood at the end of the England game on March 18th you'd hope the, crowd, the pub could wait a little bit
2: <laughs> yeah I know so they're not they're not boozing during the match but they're also they're they're not singing e- singing either Jerry which not enough not enough singing alright there were some
3: good renditions of the field back and right yeah. and whereas in last season the three home games with admittedly nothing like the same sense of jeopardy I think there was one half-hearted okay. attempt in three games well
2: let's let, I'd love to chat to people about this in general do you agree with Jerry we at the match on uh, over the weekend but aside from that when you're at Irish Rugby matches. Do you feel the fans are being outsung? 5 through 106 is the number. Jerry Thornley, thanks a million for joining us in the programme today. Pleasure, Andrea Yeah Mary says you're dead right Gerry as well she was at the match Uh, Gerry's dead on there's no atmosphere from the Irish fans and my preference would be for Molly Malone another listener too as well says 1000% Molly Molly Malone let's go Uh, Jason the atmosphere at the Aviva yeah definitely not what it used to be in the old Lansdowne or the old Five Nations Championship uh, there was always an explosion of sound when the teams ran out it was genuinely spine tingling I haven't experienced that in years Saturday it did remind me of it though I haven't experienced that level of atmosphere at the Aviva in a long time Liam is with us on the line Liam do you think the Irish fans are being outsung?
4: sung uh, probably yeah um, I have to agree with an awful lot of what Jerry just said there but there's something in it that's it's kind of just come to my mind now when I think about it and maybe the team is it's, it's, it's a victim of its own success Because oftentimes, you know, when you're on a losing run and then suddenly you get to win a couple of games, you really get fans engaged. But nowadays there's almost an expectation that when you go to the game, you're going to win the game. And it can be hard to generate that explosion of of joy for all this, for all for for want of a better word. Uh, The other side of it then is Mm. it it has got very corporate, you know. Um, People are there to be, people are there to watch a show rather than watch a game. And that might sound strange, but if you want to go back to Roy Keane saying, you know, the, the pawn sandwich brigade, there's, there's an expectation that you're entertained mm. whether or not the results is right. But there's also an expectation in Irish fans at the moment in rugby at least that, you know, they're going to win. They're the number one team in the world. Okay. They should be winning. Victim Why of their own that?
2: success. Right. Um, out of curiosity, Liam, do you go to uh, football, soccer matches? Like, is it the same?
4: I would tend to go to soccer over rugby. I'd be more of a soccer fan than rugby. And... Uh, yeah, again, you see, th- there's almost a, an artificial artificial atmosphere that the the FAI and the IRFU are trying to generate. Like, you know, every single break in play, a disco breaks out, uh, rather than actually getting fans talking to each other, fans getting engaged with it, joining in behind a particular, a big tackle or a big moment in a game. Like, it's it's we're trying to turn it into too much entertainment rather than sport if that makes any sense. But, mm. you know, you take a, a GA match, it, it, the, the disco doesn't break out every time there's a stoppage and play at a GA match. You know, you, you're kind of waiting for that big explosion of cheering and shouting, a big move or a big tackle like that. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're selling tickets for 100 hundred and hundred and and €120 Euro per game, and, you know, I spoke to a producer before this, I, I'm trying to get tickets for the French game next month and I've got to pay €175 Euro if I want to go to the game.
2: <laughs> that's the price of the
4: ticket that's kind, it? Of put, that's, mm. good, that's kind of putting off an awful lot of ordinary fans Yeah, and the ordinary oh, yeah, the fans pricey,
2: that might yeah. travel um, and, and the point that Jerry made as well like it's an expensive it's an expensive uh, day and a weekend out um, how do you feel about Molly Malone Liam? do you have any I would have no problem
4: bring me back to the days of Fred Cogley now uh, on RTE singing Molly Malone That's a long time yeah. back
2: well jo- jo- Look, Joanne I, 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 I
4: Joanna's, any song at all
2: yeah jo- Joanna's text in and she says great idea we need better songs to chant to Molly Malone is. I think it's still a bit too slow we need something that'll get people going well I want to know how you feel about this
4: because like what you just said there a minute ago about it, it being too slow that's what you want you want something that's reasonably simple to sing yeah. you want something that everybody knows everybody knows and something that it rises to a crescendo okay,
2: okay. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money.
0: Weekdays at midday on News Talk.
2: Gerry Thornley was with us on the show earlier today, and he thinks that the Irish fans are actually being outsung by visitors, by the overseas travelling fans at matches. And he was talking in particular about the Irish French game at the weekend. He suggested Molly Malone could be a good song to bring back there in the earlier days of Lansdowne and he thinks it could actually work well at the Aviva so I've been asking you to get in touch today I want to know do you think are the Irish fans actually good supporters at matches Jennifer is with us on the line in Dublin Jennifer do you think we're good fans? No
1: I don't Andrea Why? Um, well I just speaking from my own perspective where where I was sitting at the match it seemed really really quiet and um, like there were periods of almost silence when the players were lining up and no one was making any noise. Um, I tried to uh, try to sing and shout myself. felt self conscious. Kind of kept quiet. Um, I kind of felt bad for the players. Um, to be honest, I don't know were they actually listening to us, but we could have we could have sort of been the 16th player on the pitch. And uh, I, I just thought that uh, I thought we could have been much better. And then hearing the French sing. Was awful. Really. <laughs> and then the thought of hearing chariots, sweet, sing low, sweet, sing, um, swing high, sweet chariot, yeah. in in the end of the month for the English match is going to be awful unless we try and and, and get together and sing in unity. Doesn't matter what we sing, just once we all sing together, I think okay. it would really
2: be helpful. Has you have started to sing yourself, Jennifer, last uh, yeah, last weekend? Would would uh, it would have been that noticeable? would it was that was that level of silence.
1: Yeah, people just seemed really reserved and were, I don't know, were they self-conscious? There was loads of alcohol, uh, you know, shouting myself and you just feel a bit stupid if you start singing and as I said to your researcher there, like the young little boy in front of me looked behind me and was looking back at me, the mad woman trying to (laughs) shout and sing so I kind of kept quiet then but uh, um, it's just, I, I I don't know, I think it's just, maybe it's an irish they're just kind of quiet or just worried about what the person beside you thinks i don't know what are not chant.
2: Is. we don't sing we yeah, don't we totally We don't sing enough for them yeah, j- we really have to help them the, the picture jerry thornley painted earlier um, you know was was one of like just been totally totally outsung by the french fans yeah
1: yeah but oh, there's so many of us there and uh it's a home ground and um and it's their national anthem it doesn't really matter, as I said, it's just uh, I think Terry's point about you know it's it unites north and south of Ireland, doesn't matter what your religion is, Just if we all sang together, I don't think Molly Malone mm. is necessarily a Leinster song um you know it'd be just if we just all got together, I think it's the unitedness of singing together loudly that would really mm. help okay, help them.
2: so you've no issue with Molly Malone. it's, actually no, it's a lot of not people really in favor no. of it. I mean
1: no issue with any of the songs, you know you can't. Once we're all singing together, it you know puts shivers down your spine, um, and it's 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 just it's all together and united. And don't mind the song; the the lyrics are fine, you know. Nobody cares.
2: So that's that's my my, yeah. my worth. L- Liam is on the line. Liam, do you agree with Jennifer?
5: Uh, well, I do, but uh, I I uh, think that the songs uh, have nothing really to do with it now at this stage. I think it's the people who go to the matches. And what uh killed it the atmosphere and I used to go to the mall, I'm a lifelong fan of the game and I mm. love the game still, is the corporate hospitality. There are spectators there, they've no interest in the game. It's just an occasion and they're tweeting and uh, There for the
2: crack. Yeah, and if, it,
5: you profile, really if you look at the ball, there's nothing really wrong with
2: that though, is there? Like I mean, <sighs>
5: Oh, well, it's there's nothing wrong with it for the people who are selling the tickets, but for the players, it's uh, like as as Roy Keane said, uh, with some of the Man United supporters, the prawn sandwich brigade. Mm-hmm. We have them in spades uh, as rugby. And, okay. Um, so does if it you com- compare, if you compare, let's say the the national soccer team and, and more rugby than soccer, uh, the the fans for the the uh, Republic of Ireland are much more invested in their team. Uh, they bring along banners, they make more noise, and if you look at a, a profile from the uh, let's say the TV cameras when they scan the crowd, you're looking at a different uh, let's say a d- a demographic there.
2: So, you think it's to do with the ticketing aspect of it then how how the tickets are distributed
5: yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay Roman, it's that's, d- it's, uh, it's a byproduct of the professional game and it's it's ironically a byproduct of the the um the success of the team mm. if there were very if there were uh, wooden spoon contenders you might have genuine people uh it's funny I'm that point was made that.
2: earlier and I thought it was a point well made that fans have just become you know their expectation is to, is to leave the stadium with a win with a victory and you know with that doesn't come I suppose the same atmosphere or the same hype Ronan is on the line Ronan do you think that we're as Irish fans we're too complacent
0: um, yes probably um, we're too comfortable sitting in the stadium um, I am a Leinster season ticket holder we seeing Molly Malone at the RDS not on a regular basis, but sometimes. And it's usually when uh, Leinster are winning and the game is kind of over, we, we sing it. But it, we don't really have a song to get behind the team. Um, if you listen to the French fans on Saturday, they sing that quino sauté pan pa or something mm. and, it, and they jump up and down. And it, it means if, if you're not jumping up and down, you're not a French you're fan. You're not
2: French, yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's quick and it's catchy. And it, it's really loud. It's brilliant. And really, Irish rugby is crying out for something like that. Molly Malone is too slow. It's uh, it's more of a hymn than a, than a song. It's you know maybe Ireland's call, a lot of people don't like Ireland's call.
2: Mm, it always divides something.
0: opinion. It does, yeah, yeah.
2: Joe and Limerick says, "Just sing the national anthem." Not a Dublin-centred song. There's more to to Ireland than than just Dublin, according to Joe. Uh, This listener says, I'm both a GAA and rugby fan, but the atmosphere at the big rugby games is too quiet. I was at South Africa-Ireland game last November. People were on their phone chatting throughout the entire game. And yet it was one of the best uh, Irish games as well. Mark and Kinsale says, There's too many tickets going to corporate. People who attend Munster, Leinster, Ulster, Connacht matches are not getting a look in. And we are the ones that can sing, Says Brian's in Athlone Brian have you what have you noticed or do you think the Irish fans could up their game
6: 100% I do yeah it's it's gone from being I was telling Ross earlier that I went to my first match in 1979 Lansdowne Road and it's gone from being a massive sporting occasion to being a massive social occasion the sport has gone out
2: how do you change that or can you
6: uh, I'm not like, like all the previous callers it's the ticketing allocation Like I can't get tickets for rugby matches anymore uh, if, if I can it, it's pure luck but back then in the 70s and 80s if the opposition fans started singing a song they were immediately drowned out mm. by the Irish supporters um,
2: So it's back to the ticketing?
6: I, I, I think a lot of it too has to do with in the old Lansdowne Road you had the terrace at one end where everyone was standing and that's that's where I felt the atmosphere for the whole stadium was generated. And that's lost now.
2: And when you go to other stadiums, like when when you travel to other matches, is it the same experience? For rugby? Yeah. Uh,
0: I can't get tickets for the match.
2: You can't. What about you, Ronan? Is that like, you know, when you've been to other um, games over the years in various different countries, like what's the experience there?
0: It's uh, in France. It's totally different. Um, I was lucky to be at a Heineken Cup match in Toulouse a couple of years ago, and the whole stadium were singing that that thing the French uh, crowd was singing on Saturday. Kino Sotepanip had to lose on, and everyone was jumping up and down. It's really, really impressive. Um, It's just amazing, and it's loud. It's quick. It's 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 totally different to rugby matches here. It's it's just totally different.
2: Mm. So, do you agree with the, the sentiment then that if you want to change, you know, the, the vibe or the atmosphere of the match, you need to relook at the ticketing system and essentially, you know, making sure that people like Brian there and at loan, that genuine fans get the tickets?
0: Possibly. But I've been involved in rugby for years. I can't get tickets now either to, to, to the international. Um, plus, they're a bit expensive. But the the, the game needs money and corporate
2: you see that's the other side of it we, we
0: need money you know what I mean I don't go I I'd love to go corporate but I can't um, but you, you can't stop that either because without the money, we wouldn't have the team we
2: have. Yeah, so. we we'll see a lot of people too talking about this. Was this the it's the capacity at the Aviva versus other stadiums as well? That that's a part of the that's probably part of the issue as well. I think is the Aviva is about 52,
0: 52
2: odd. Yeah, yeah. but it, it'll take a long time for uh, to change that
0: unless we move to Croker again. Croker was
2: fantastic. Do you, Jennifer, think it comes back to the ticketing system? Um, I was
1: thinking about that, and like the, the gentleman said, we we like the, the, the game needs money. Um, I think it's more of a I don't know, is it a a cultural thing of the rugby, uh, spectators? Um, it's I, I just think if we were a little bit less self conscious and if we just thought about helping the players more, um, it would make a difference. And maybe if people I don't know outside were just encouraging us to. To, or people put up banners and said, "Just kind of sing out loud and just changed, just encouraged people mm. somehow to sing." And I know the big uh, screens in the um, in the corners of the stadium. You know, they had Ireland, you know, written and almost highlighting the syllables so we could all ch- chant Ireland. But nobody, uh, nobody seemed to join nobody in. It. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. kind of a lot of people are complacent and they would be regular pe- re- regulars. Going to all the at-home matches and uh, maybe maybe we're just to, um, you know, just just expecting to be entertained and laziness. I think, I think we've to change our mindset.
2: Okay. No, it's a fair point. Um, Shane in Limerick has got in touch and says the only fans that can afford to go to the matches are the corporate elite. There's never any lack of atmosphere at the Munster matches in Thomond Park. Um, the area I was sitting in says this texter, there was a great buzz. It was a really exciting match. And every time we started singing or shouting the game, it got so gripping. We stopped to watch the match. Intensely, says this listener. Damien, silence at the Aviva. um, It's there. It's because the capacity is too small. All other Six Nations stadia are much bigger. The north side of the stadium only has one tier. I think it looks pathetic, says Damien. It needs to be built up. That will make for more seating, cheaper tickets available for the ordinary fans. Keep the views coming in. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address. Um, And a lot of support from Molly Malone today as well. Maybe that's what uh, they'll be singing out next time around.